This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Ruby Von Doobie. He is promo code Ron Von D. Y'all know who it is. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's my Ryan! My Ryan! Oh, hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you, sir? That gets me every time, but I got to tell you, hell of a lot better than last week. I'd like to, from the top, apologize to our viewers. A lot of technical issues in the new space. Did not, remember, when I moved in here, the first three weeks, we did it at at the Dragon's Lair. Live. That's right. We had two dragons. Two dragons. Two dragons. Two dragons. And then I came back to my new office and was like, all right, the new bullpen 2.0. And I was like, all right, we got this. And then just the shit hit the fan. And I am so upset because it was on our I Think You Should Leave episode. And I was anticipated episode. We've done two. This is our 252nd episode. We've only gotten positive feedback on two of them. Both I Think You Should Leave episodes. Well, I'm glad we did because I was rattled that whole episode. It was funny. My wife, who never never watches, but she actually, Mm -hmm. God bless her, does love the show her and i are very different yes but when it comes down to it our sense of humor which is why i think we were, were such a strong mm-hmm. bond is because she laughs at the stupid shit that i laugh at and so she was watching part of the episode last week and she was like you could tell that davy was bothered about the from the whole time i was bothered and not only that what you didn't see right before the episode i was running around the house trying to find equipment trying to find whatever and then when i sat down I just started sweating. Yeah. Like great. You couldn't really tell, but like I was like so hot. I also could tell because usually you come on and we talk for a few minutes, uh, as the thing says, backstage before right. we go on. Mm-hmm. This time you gave it like a minute before we went on and you're like, how are found? I'm like, not great. And <laughs> then all of a sudden you disconnect and it's gone. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what to do. So no. then I hop on and I was like tap dancing for a minute. I'm like, Dave, you'll be on any minute here. Yeah. Uh, he's coming Not back. Great. And then I came back and then I came back. You were you mid sentence. And then that shook me because I'm like, <laughs> fuck, he's doing it without me. Like I'm going to be behind. Like, and I just get in my head and you know, but I'm back. So back. Yep. stable internet good. connection. Sound good. Clear. Yep. I like that. And, uh, and kids, kids out there, when you get a job, I said this on Twitter, always make friends with the IT people. They will hook you up. So I'm all hooked up in this office right now. So we're good. And I would like to apologize because I didn't have time to put in any sound drops from season two of I Think You Should Leave. We'll get there. I'm I'm certain. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course I did. Do it again. Give me that. 
Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> oh my god. What a, what an absolute tour de force that whole program is. Love it. Oh. I think I've watched it like three more times too. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, actually, let's do this a little out of order. I have uh, one of these. This is This Week in Horrible Rossi Takes. No. I have one. It's not from our friend Jason Rossi. Okay, okay. He gets the he gets the marquee there because he has a series of bad takes. Yes. The Horrible Rossi Take of the Week goes to the combined efforts of Mac and Goo. They also ranked all of the sketches from I Think You Should Leave. Have sure. you watched their episode yet? Not yet. Guess what finished dead last on their list? Dead last on I Think You Should Leave Season 2. Little Buff Boys. Yes. Yep. That's that, insane I, to me. It's insane to me, too, but I get that it's the most polarizing sketch of the whole. You either love it or you hate it. And for me, <sighs> it's a continuation of once I... okay. Yeah, Once I bought into Little Buff Boys, I'm like, all right, let me. I'm gonna clear, clean slate it. I'm gonna blue sky it. I thought it was a continuation of Baby of the Year. I could see that. I could see him having both jobs and going from Baby of the Year, and then he's got to do something else because that sort of seems like a once a year pageant, right? And meanwhile, he can travel around with his Little Buff Boys competition, go to all the different speaking engagements. You goose him a little bit. <laughs> he's just a little bit the two liter jug of water that he had at the beginning the song that he had how fired up he was look at this crop look at this crop i think who's that's a slab cool. of beef who's a car I, camp i've said look at this crop on the air more than i've said anything else on you, the air. you said it when i was on the air with you right look at this crop look and this i crop. stifled laughter and looked around yeah, it's fine to no avail because nobody yeah, you know fitzy, fitzy didn't get it i don't care but what a crop is funny. Who's carved up? Who's a carved ham? Who's a piece of meat? And when they start doing the like the drafts or like combines, like you have to. Yes. Who's carved up? So listen, I don't care. If, again, it wasn't my favorite, but for it to be last. And it's so not both, last. Both of these knuckleheads are like, yeah, Tammy Craps is funnier than Little Buff Boys. No, sir. And now what did I have? I'm looking Julie, at my notes. Julie. Oh, Julie. Um, I had Jamie Taco. You saying like, Little Buff Boys is not Jamie Taco's funnier than Little Buff Boys? It is not. It's not. It is not. No. What are we? Ten years old? I've seen every cock on the planet. So, gonna see if they have tattoos. <laughs> Why? It's not good behavior. They won't get any presents. They won't get any presents. So they have tattoos. Not that year. What is that? What did I say? What's that guy's name? The guy who plays Santa? Biff Whiff. Biff Whiff. That's his. It's probably not his real name, but that's his name. No. Is Biff Whiff? Too much fucking shit on me. I can't breathe. Okay. Well, so <laughs> I just I, took a sip. I just took a sip of drink, and I almost spit it out. So again, that that's the Rossi's uh, horrible take. Little Buff Boys again. Oof. I know it's polarizing, but no possible way is no way last. And I I love they they were also underplaying Sam Richardson, who I also find hilarious. And my only criticism. If I had one criticism of Tim Robinson, it was I needed a little bit more Sam Richardson. Now, I know he's busy. He's doing movies and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it was probably more of a that than than I'm sure he wanted him to Scheduling do. Scheduling conflict. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, that's what I got on that. And that's what you got on this. So let's go to this. This week in the yeah. 
All right, we have some Marvel news, as we normally do on the podcast. Let's start with some uh, some good news. We have a release for Hawkeye Season 1, November 24th on the Disney+. Plus. Uh, so far, we have seen more good than bad on the Disney Plus shows. And also at the end of Black Widow, we kind of have an idea of where this Hawkeye show may be going as well. The cast is out. The cast looks good. And just a few months away, we're going to get Hawkeye. I like it. And someone said on Twitter, too, like everyone's least favorite Avenger. That's not true. That's not true. Not everyone's least favorite Avenger. And not only that, dare I say, in comic book lore, Kate Bishop is better, is a better Hawkeye. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and that's also very presumptuous, especially in this day and age, to think Mm -hmm. that anybody is anybody's favorite or least favorite character. Like, again, if you asked, similar to I Think You Should Leave, season two, and Mac and Goo did this exercise, too, you ask eight different people what their favorite episode is, or favorite sketch is, probably yep. different. Just like with, now, I'm sure you're going to get more Iron Mans and Captain Americas, but for people who really like the entire MCU, you're probably going to pick in there, like a, a Rocket Raccoon in your case, or a Gamora in my case, or whatever. Like, you're going to pick and shoot. Just a blanket statement that Hawkeye's the least favorite's wrong. It's, it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. So anyway, is he the most useful? No, no, you don't have any skills, but I also find myself very partial. No, he has skills. He doesn't have superpowers. powers. No, he has skills. I find myself very uh, partial to the characters. All my favorite characters don't have superpowers. I think that's what makes them great is the fact that they can hang. Correct. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is another Marvel story that I'm interested to hear. I haven't talked to you about this yet. No, we got news that Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney basically because part of her deal was that she would get whatever percentage of the box office and that the film would be released exclusively in the theater first yes. before going to any kind of streaming service. And as we know, uh, the pandemic happened. Black Widow was one of the many movies that got postponed like nine times. And then it finally came out last month. And it was the same day. It was in the theater, yes, but it was also at home on Disney Plus for $29.99, which apparently ScarJo didn't get a nickel from that, and which obviously affected the box office. I mean, week one to week two, there wasn't a, a bigger drop in the history of the MCU than Black Widow. Now, she did make $20 million for the movie, which Disney was c- quick to point out in their statement. Kind of threw that out there that she made $20 million and she's the highest paid actress in the world. They didn't put that in there. I just mentioned that now. But where do you come down on ScarJo versus Disney? Well, it's interesting. I'm glad you went through that whole gamut of like what happened. Because initially, this comes out and I'm like, you made $20 million. Like, cut the shit. Right? Right. But then, I mean, once... It, once a lawsuit's filed, it becomes public record and you start hearing all of these things and seeing what these things lawyers are saying. And you come to understand that it had nothing to do with the money. It had everything to do, I think, money's a part of it, but um, Disney saying they were going to do something and then not doing it. Just breaking her contract, in other words. Right. And she's not suing them for more money. She's suing them for basically what... because she on the back end, like Robert Downey Jr. and like all those people who signed those long-term deals with Marvel, the whole thing was they were going to get a cut of the box office. Right? So they, what do they call it? Like points. Like they were going to get points right, on the right, box right. office. Right. So 
I asked this, and my wife and I were talking about this, and I said, okay, so if I said to you, I was going to give you $10, and then in I gave you two. Mm. You know what oh. I mean? Like, and we're, we're talking about that on like a larger scale, but like the difference between... You know what I would say to that? What would you say to that? Give me that. Right. But you're expecting a certain, you're expecting a certain amount of in like kickback. And we're, what we're talking about is a difference of $50 million. Yeah. It's $50 crazy. $50 million. And I think for the actors too, it is just the whole, the principle behind it. There's, there's word that Emma Stone might sue the same thing because of Cruella. Uh, I think Emily Blunt might have a case with Jungle Cruise, right? I think Jungle yep. Cruise is coming out and she had a similar kind of deal. And so here's the issue, right? And for me, Disney's word, their response to this lawsuit tells you everything you need to know. They called her callous. Yeah. They brought up COVID. Right. They were like, she doesn't they brought like, up her pay. COVID. You're like, she's I, so callous that she didn't take into account a global pandemic and blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm convinced Disney's wrong. Like if you're going to, if someone says you owe me money and then they attack your character. Right. That's fucked. And like in Disney, by the way, who owns Marvel, but isn't Marvel. Cause Kevin Feige now comes out and he's on her side. Right. No, I know. Yeah. I just think, I think it's pretty fascinating. And then it opened up a couple of other discussions, which I, I think uh, have nothing to do with the case, which we can get into, but right. I just on the surface of it, yeah, like, okay, she makes so much money, and they obviously had to put this movie out. They delayed it five times. When they originally wrote the contract, there was no COVID, so things are going to change. You're not a one-off movie. You are in phase four, and we needed this movie before we could get some of the other TV shows and movies, so things are different, but they should have gone to her. They should have talked to her about that. How much money has she made them? She's made them a lot. No, a but lot. Now here's yeah. the here's the spinoff though. Here's yes. an argument that came. Now this to me has nothing to do with her case. I think just from what I've read, she should win the case. But one of the other topics that has come out is that some of these actors, and I'm not saying Scarlett Johansson feels this way, but some actors feel like people go to see them and not the character. And so what was trending today was Robert Downey Jr. Because everybody's like, well, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, and Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. and blah blah blah. And I'd say, okay, that honestly might be the one example in the history of comic book characters. I love a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. I love the portrayals of so many of them. But uh, yeah, I would say Hugh Jackman, too, has earned that, I think, too. He has, but when they recast him in the MCU, there's a different Wolverine, there's a chance he could be good. I go back to when I was a kid and saw Jack Nicholson as Joker. I thought he was amazing, and I thought nobody could do better. Heath Ledger comes out, does better. Mm -hmm. Or... Like Batman's a great example. Like Batman, like Michael Keaton was great. Christian Bale was great. Ben Affleck was great. And guess what? Uh, fucking what's his nuts from Twilight will probably be great too. Robert Pattinson. I'm going yeah. for the character. I'm not going for the actor, even though some of these actors have done a great job. Again, it's separate from the Scar Joe thing, but it became a big debate. I was even debating this with my um 11 year old niece and nephew who are super into the MCU because <laughs> they're like, because, uh, look, kid, this is a fucking business. Well, are well you gotta understand. So my niece goes, who was just watched Black Widow last week. My niece yeah. goes, uh, so we're sort of explaining this with my sister in law, too. We're sort of explaining like why Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. And, uh, and she goes, my niece goes, if they had like five movies ago, just put in like a different Black Widow, like I wouldn't see the movie. 
I'm like, oh, so you'd be the kid in school that didn't see Infinity War? I doubt it. <laughs> I love how you're just like, fuck you. Yeah, I was like, no way. And but, then, so they were quick to say Iron Man. And I'm like, you know what? That's your best argument because you're right. Another Iron Man would seem ridiculous, especially after like a handful of movies. So the again, and my thing is like the argument is, hey, you owe me 70 million. You owe me 50 million dollars. Yeah. And they're like, we paid you 20. I'm like, yeah, but you owe me 50 more. And they're like, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, okay, but you still owe me money. Contractually, right. you still owe me money. I could be the biggest asshole in the world. The letter of the law says you owe me this money. What they should have done is they should have explained or like talked to her, had a meeting with her and her agent. That's all you got to do. And my, and any like having a face-to-face conversation with somebody gets you out of so much right. shit. Right. They easily could have been like, you know what? We'll give you a percentage. I know it's not as much, but we'll give you a percentage of the Disney plus money that we make. And you know what? Like, when we eventually make another Black Widow show or when we make the Hawkeye show, why don't we throw you on there as a uh, producer and pay you your rate? What the fuck? And that is my quote, which means, come on, they got to pay me on that two extra mil, even if, I, I, do even if I do a bad job. What are we, 10 years old? I've seen every cock on the planet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The script called for it. What about you- all the nudity? The script called for it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on her side. End of end of the day. Yeah, I ultimately am too. I was just kind of playing the other side again during this heated debate with my niece and nephew and my sister-in-law. I was sort of playing the other side, being like, you know what, you could throw anybody in there and they would make a lot of money too. However, Scarlett Johansson, as we talked during our Black Widow episode a couple of weeks, she's been in more Marvel movies than I think anybody but Nick but, Fury. Yeah. And therefore, more screen time too, because like she always has more screen time than Fury does. Like she's yeah. been in there a ton. She's she the characters become very important, but and they were like, well, they can't they can't have a new Black Widow. And I was I get the ultimate gotcha. I'm like, well, Florence Pugh's gonna be the next Black Widow. You're not gonna watch that. And they're like, God damn it! Like God damn, it, I will absolutely I will watch that more. Then I'm like, why am I arguing with you? We're all we're yeah. all you're all, first like, rich. They're children. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you, what are you gonna let them win every argument? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Gotta learn. He's gonna learn somehow. Speaking of of Marvel, Ryan, the next film that we are gonna see is just about one month from now, September the third. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, They had a new poster, badass poster. All the Marvel posters are great; like Mm -hmm. they're all sick. That'd be a badass. Maybe that's my next Dragon's Lair. If you got every movie poster from the MCU and frame that around in order of release, look, I got a lot of wall space right here. Did I just blow your mind a little bit? You just blew my tits off. Right off your body. Right off my body. That's not bad. Not bad. Now, a very astute, dare I say, somebody with similar vision to you. Yeah. Pointed out in the Shang-Chi poster, top right. And I should have pulled it up. I didn't. So for the YouTube viewers, I apologize. But in the top right, there is a logo which looks mysteriously similar to the Arvon D logo or avatar on Twitter. Oh, the raccoon. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a panda with a with a kerchief around its mouth. Yep. But it is the same color. It yeah. is the same. Like I I should probably get some sort of now to be fair, to be fair, the best kept secret in all of graphic design is you buy like templates. So yeah. that was just a basic template of like a cartoon raccoon that I spruced up myself. But you know, so looks but, similar. And a great job by Sean on Twitter for calling mm-hmm. that one out. I was like, well, yep. well sourced. 
Speaking of comic book things, let's go to DC for a moment. As you know, the Snyder Cut was a, a major topic for what felt like centuries. Mm-hmm. And then the movie came out, and we both agreed that it was good. It was a good movie. Now, I thought originally... Kind of, say that again? The Snyder Cut was good. Oh, oh I, thought, I thought you were talking about the next thing. I was like, I didn't say that was good. No, the Continue. Snyder Cut was good. Snyder Cut was good, yep. But I'm saying so then like this idea of getting these bad movies and having the director's cut of them became a topic and David Ayer's name came up and that was sort of a topic for a minute and then it disappeared. Now, this week with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad coming out Thursday released, by the way, we can watch it Thursday on HBO Max and in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pick your poison. It is... Uh, now, the old Suicide Squad movie has been kind of called back into attention. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it sucks. <laughs> that one sucks. This ne- this other one's great. So David Ayer kind of came out and spoke out for himself and was like, that's not really the movie that I shot. Had a whole long explanation. Also, he even mm-hmm. talked about like his upbringing. Like, he had a whole right. thing that he brought to the table. And now there's, like, should we view that movie differently? I... I have never okay. When I first saw Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, su- the David Ayer Suicide Squad. Remember, there was we were we talked about it at length, like all the shit Jared Leto was doing to prep for this role, all the stuff that uh, Will Smith was doing, all of the stuff that all of these people, these actors involved, were very much involved with the creation of these characters and all, and they were very much invested. It was odd to me because the way. It, the movie didn't make sense. And I had to believe that Jared Leto, who didn't have to do that, put himself and everyone around him through that for, was it like eight or 12 minutes of screen time? Yeah, like he, That doesn't make any sense. He was barely in it and you didn't really know what they wanted to do because you're like, all right, is this a Harley Quinn origin story shoved in the middle of this? Like, right. What is and, it? But then Ayer saw one of the biggest problems I had with that movie was there was no like the villains in that movie, Enchantress and I guess her brother. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Fine. They were like, we're going to take over the world. And they're like, why? And it's because there was no. And there was no payoff. Giant light in the sky. You're like, okay, there that goes. Right. Why were they doing that? They'd never really pay. And David Ayer said there was a whole third act that I had that rounded out and answered all of those questions and they just cut it and they want any, I think he said they wanted to make it Deadpool. Right. They wanted to make it funny. Yes. Because there was some weird, that's Yeah. Cause I haven't watched that movie in a long time. And I remember my initial reaction was uh, somewhat positive. We did an episode. I think it was me and goo because I don't think you saw it opening weekend. Yep. So me and goo did the episode and I liked it more than I certainly do now. And I think it was because I really wanted to like it. And I yes. highlighted Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn was good. Will Smith's Deadshot was good. And I'm like, I just love the idea of them not taking cookie cutter superheroes and making a movie. So I was glad they made the movie. And there was like a little snippet of The Flash, a little snippet of Batman. There was mm-hmm. the cool end credit scene. So you're like, all right, maybe there's something here. But there really wasn't. Do you know no. what the most? Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. The other thing that was crazy to me is that he mentioned there was no like radio. That's what I was going to say. Oh my God. You took the words right out of my mouth. That nuts. So basically no radio songs. It was, and they cut out someone's score completely from the movie. 
And so one of the criticisms I want to, I think it was, I want to give Goo credit for it was basically it was somebody who's never heard music before, but asked somebody else like name five popular songs from like whatever, like that. And then I will play those popular songs. Like remember they had like the one Eminem song. You're like, I don't know. like if you're going for a guardians of the galaxy thing, you are missing here they, big time. It, it, like the were- songs didn't really fit, but you're right about the comedy. Like if you watched one scene, it was a comedy movie. You watched another scene. It was a dark DC movie. You watch right. another scene. You're like, are, is this all the movie? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And pretty- I would say out of all the radio songs, if I were on the, the editor of that movie, the one I keep is the Kanye Wilson when he's shooting on the range. Oh, keep okay. that. Keep that. That was pretty badass. Yeah, listen, I thought there was some good, but clearly like Margot Robbie wants to be harley quinn and wasn't turned off completely by it she did birds of prey and now she's in this one like she wants to do it jai courtney is boomerang again right and i think the birds of prey thing was their olive branch to her being like we really fucked that up i kind of like birds of prey i do too but i think it was their way of saying we kind of yeah screw that up a little bit you know all right so that's a lot of dc and marvel news uh we also got a new trailer for ghostbuster oh actually we got speaking of fucking marvel let me jump back to that uh, just today, we got a new trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just, I don't know. You know to me, it's low stakes. I'm, I'm going to, I'm glad they fixed Harrelson's wig. Right. Because Jesus. Um, Not great. I think, and again, here's a movie that's uneven in the fact that you have. Is that a toupee, you piece of shit? <laughs> it is. Woody Harrelson is very bald. It was. Has been for some time. It was a toupee. Um, you're gonna hit you gonna hit something. No, no, no. I'm gonna step Sorry. on it. Oh, yeah. So Sorry. again, it's a little goofy. Like there's the, ah. some of the lines that Venom and Eddie Brock have together. It's kind of like a buddy comedy kind of thing, mixed in with serial killers and eating people's heads. Yeah, it's like slapstick. It's a little bit. It's a little Kevin James. And I was confused. I loved it because it was a kind of a cool thing, but he was wearing the same jacket that Eddie Murphy wore in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> no don't get me wrong i'm gonna watch the hell out of this i'm movie. gonna watch the shit out of that movie yeah i just i don't know man uh we also does got- spider-man show up I, I say no uh actually no because this comes out before uh no way home and so what I- if he set what if he's setting up uh because spider-man was one of the avengers west coast he was in there for a while yeah, I mean Holland should pop up. Like he is still a Sony property, or at what least if, what if Andrew Garfield shows up? What if Toby Maguire shows up? I think we're gonna be disappointed. It's gonna be none of them. It's gonna be none of eh? them. It's gonna be none of them. And then we're gonna watch the whole end credits, and then nothing's gonna happen. Not happening. Well, someone and someone in the chest. Sony said no Spider Man. I don't believe. Yeah, they've we've heard this shit. Before. A lot of misdirection. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to know what they're what they're gonna do there. They don't, uh, we also got a new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Another one, or man, I'm not sure. Carrie Coon, though, <sighs> friend of the podcast, friend of the pod, Carrie Coon. I yeah. do love Paul Rudd in this movie. Yeah, I like that it's Egon's, and I loved the end of the trailer. Did you see the oh, end of the, the very the end of the trailer? What was the end? The phone rings, and it's Dan Aykroyd's voice. He's, We're closed. 
The phone's yeah. still ringing. I love Andy Potts is back in this too. Yeah. Like we get all the uh, Bill Murray's going to be in it. I like it. It's a shared universe. Yep. Because people are like, oh, is the all girls Ghostbusters? Is that in the same universe? Is it not? What are we doing? Is it a remake or no. reboot or re whatever? Or it re can't be because fucking Bill Murray was in the girls uh, Ghostbusters, not as Peter Venkman. So, yeah. Uh, we got a scare this week, Ryan. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, my God. Uh, had to be rushed to the hospital. He uh, collapsed while they were filming the final season of Better Call Saul. However, good news, though, it sounds like he is going to be all right. He's going to be okay. No yeah. idea how that affects filming or, or whatever else. That's not important. Well, right you gotta, you gotta, yeah, that's not important right now. We got to get Bob. Well, Bob is a national treasure. He's the best. He's you know, the, and I doubles of the is, Arcuda, doubles of the Nova. Mm, actually, triples. 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 Yeah. Good to have triples. <clears throat> So, I mean, I love Bob Odenkirk. Man. I love Bob Odenkirk. So he, he can do drop. He can switch it on. Did you see nobody? Did you wind up seeing nobody? Not yet. That's the it's one. Good. The crowd. It's good. I heard it's great. It's good. Yeah. Um, right. So you can do action. You can do comedy. You can do drama. I mean, this guy's all around her. I mean, um, and my second favorite character in the Breaking Bad universe. And again, wish him all the best. And I told you the story of my father having a heart attack. And my mother not believing him and saying to me that he was just being dramatic. Come to pay a quadruple bypass surgery. He's fine now. But turns out. Turns out. Serious. Yeah. Thought he pulled a muscle in his pec doing chest flies at Planet Fitness. Why? Why is that? Why is he doing chest flies? I don't know. Then drove him, drove yeah. himself to the hospital because my mother wouldn't take him. <laughs> yeah. True story. I mean, that. To uh, this day, she said he was overreacting well there's plenty of doctors who would suggest otherwise he was about in her thing it was like he was about he didn't have a heart attack he was about to have a heart attack <laughs> get him to the hospital get him, get him to the hospital get Jesus. him there yeah it's funny now it wasn't funny then i was gonna say yeah, yeah. thank god you can laugh about it yeah uh ryan we get some wrestling news let's throw a little wrestling news into the mix here Why not my favorite wrestler from the last 10 years is Bray Wyatt. There was a character in WWE who was sort of like this, uh, like Bayou cult leader, Bray Wyatt. He had like a faction, which I love. Fa I'm all about factions. Hold on. Did he have like a slipknot mask? Am I thinking of the right guy? Uh, later on, he did. Okay. Okay. He yep. adapted. So, yes, that's yep. the same guy, but he started out at, well, actually, back in the day, he was a guy named Husky Harris. He's actually, Ryan, you'll appreciate this, his real life father. Was the wrestler IRS? Oh, Erwin R. Shaster. Yes, who was yeah. also awesome. <laughs> anyway, he started as Husky Harris, but whatever. Then he became Bray Wyatt. He kind of created this character, had his own faction, was awesome. They broke up the Wyatt family way too soon, and he was still wrestling as Bray Wyatt for a while. Then he came back as the Fiend. Yes, okay, where, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and Tom Savini did his mask. The guy from like every great horror movie did his mask, and it looked kind of like almost like. The Joker from the New Fifty Two. Yeah, I, I in my mind I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's like a Slipknot mask. It was, yeah, yeah. It looked like Slipknot too. Yeah. And the WWE released them this week. Did they now, give any reason? Did he want out, or was it? Well, I'm generally curious. I'm, I'm, I don't know much about wrestling, but so I don't know mm -hmm. enough about it. I'm sure there's wrestling fans and you know guys like Jason Rossi who would know more about it, but not to bring it down too far. But from what I understand, he was. Uh, at last WrestleMania, which is what April, and then he hasn't been wrestling. <clears throat> excuse me, he hasn't been wrestling for a while. And part of it was the guy that used to be in his faction in WWE. His name was Luke Harper, and okay. then when he went to AEW, his name was Brody Lee. He died. 
He got sick and died. Yes, I remember reading about this. And according to some reports, and again, you don't know what you read on the internet, is that he was like really affected by this. You could understand, a great friend of his. And he hadn't been on TV for a while. So I don't know if that had any part in it or like or what what his motivation is like i hope he's okay like i don't yeah. know like if he was like looking forward to wrestling or whatever but the news just came out this week that he got released and i'll tell you what if he's of the mind to wrestle like he created a lot of that character mm-hmm. and if he goes to aew and there's already all these like rumors that like cm punk is going there like they're gonna make major waves if they can grab all these guys and then like we, we talked about then you know what's gonna happen right then WWE is just buy the whole stable. Just buy them out. See, and then we're back. Then we're back at square one again. I don't. Yeah, you're right, but I don't think they will because it's a bunch of guys at the top. So Cody Rhodes is at the top of this AEW, and he was in WWE, and he sort of started mm-hmm. this thing. And they have the money from Tony Khan, who is Shad Khan's kid, yep. who is the owner of the fucking Jaguars, who has more money right. than Vince McMahon. Yes. So like. I don't know. Although Ted Turner had a lot of money, so who the fuck knows? Exactly. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, there's your uh, there's your wrestling minute. Let's get to your video game minute. It's time for Davy's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, so what do you got? All right. Well, first of all, this portion of the show is brought to you by our good friends Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D. Give yourself one of these mugs. Look at this mug. Show me your mug. Where's your mug? Look at that guy. It's out of it's out of uh, reach. It's right here. Like look at these mugs. Nice fucking. Look, I got my Konami code one out tonight too. Ah, See? Konami code, which is gonna yeah. come up later in the program. Um, uh, Wild Bills is sending me a new package this week, so I'm very excited. They got my new address. We got uh, a lot of uh, birch beer and sarsaparillas coming, so we're gonna ah. do some shit with that. Maybe make a float or something. Ah. Drink, drinkwildbills.com promo code Ron Von D. Get yourself twenty percent off your whole purchase. Anyway. Oh, Speaking great. of shitty companies like the WWE, I think it's a sh- like you can say whatever you want. I know, but they're just kind of scummy. I think Vince McMahon's kind of a scumbag. Well, having watched the Dark Side of the Ring as much as I have, oh you know, man, yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, um, we haven't really talked. Have we talked about Activision Blizzard? Have we talked about that on this podcast? Uh, about what? There's a know. lot of shit going down at Blizzard right now, and it's a lot of like sexual harassment. Got it. Sexual misconduct from it basically they've turned it into it's been this boys club and it's been going on for years. And it's been like one of those things where it's barely a secret. Like this is something that people, women who go to work for Blizzard, Activ- Activision Blizzard, know that they're walking into like this minefield. And oh. if you read any of the reports that's coming out about these guys who are at the top of this company, it's disgusting. Um, Activision obviously and Blizzard um you know warcraft call of duty overwatch um diablo like all of these huge titles and this is and what people are starting to really take a look at now is gaming culture as a whole and where um women kind of have been fitting in and it's not great for this for this uh company um and if you go on twitter and read all about this stuff but it's it's huge news um right now this is like one of the biggest companies in the industry that's kind of under fire right now wow. speaking of that so that on that on that end they're now releasing details about the next call of duty game and i for one would like to be on the record as saying who gives a shit apparently it's going to be world war ii again how many times can we retread the same Man. bullshit 
I feel like we've hit every square inch of Warzone. We've done it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. You know, in Warzone, people are bailing on Warzone now because there's there's all these things that need to get fixed and they're not fixing them. And ba- yeah. basically, this company is a goddamn disaster. And I don't know when we're going to see Overwatch 2, but whatever. Got it. Got it. In good video game news, there has been so there has been a fan made remake of Half Life 2. Now, people have done this from time to time where they go and they remake these games on their own. Um, small companies will do it. Look at Tony Hawk is one one oh, example yeah. of that. Yep. Um, um, so fans remade Half Life 2, and Valve has given it their stamp of approval, and they're actually going to release it. So that's so a new 4K version of Half-Life 2, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and then speaking of uh, remakes, there was a trailer right after we got done last, because we do these on Mondays, and on Tuesdays is when all the trailers come out. Um, and I forgot to mention that there was a trailer. Um, oh, we didn't do Video Game Minute last week, too, because we were so invested in what we were doing. Right, right, right. Um, uh, Dead Space is getting remade for next gen consoles. And this is probably one of the sca- the best horror games I've ever played. And I cannot wait to play this game on a next gen console. Oh, that'll be a good game to stream too. I will scare yeah. the shit out of myself. Yeah. 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 Yep. I have a very special stream coming up. Speaking of the video game minute. Oh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but my brother, is it this week? Yeah, it'll be this week. My, I'll let you know via Twitter the day. You want to play I, golf this week, by the way? Yeah, let's play golf. All right. Um, my brother. Yeah. That's as an aside, we could talk about that after. Okay. Um, my brother bought me for my 40th birthday. Oh, yeah, you said this. Did I tell you what he got me? Yeah, the DJ, the DJ game. I think I told you that off air. I didn't tell the people. Did I tell the people? Oh, I thought you did. No, you did because you did a whole should I have bought this? Or should he have bought this? Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. uh we're gonna fire it up. Oh, good. We're gonna fire I, it up. We're gonna do I some DJ hero. I'll do a little dance party. Yeah, a little dance party. So the, so there that is. Um, so yeah, there's a video game minute brought to our friends at drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D. Get yourself 20% off. Oh, pretty good. Oh, I should have mentioned, we're not doing should I have bought this this week or next week. Save them. Send them in, though. So dorkpodcast oh. at gmail.com for your yep. uh, should I have bought this 47 brand hashtag dork promo code for 20% off. And if you give us one that we actually use on the show when you're there, I'm not going to tell any tales out of school, but 47 sent me a whole box of shit that if we use yours and and you are you participate in Dork Sheep Dork Teaks Roadshow, yep, we got a little prize for you by our from our friends at 47 Brand. How about that? So we might have prizes. So less than two weeks away, August 15th at Idle Hands. It's a three o'clock start. Uh, I think doors open probably a couple hours prior to that. You might want to double check, but the uh, whatever they open up on Sunday, we're going to start at three o'clock. Us and Mac and Goo. And uh, a Dork Teaks Road Show. And you're right. Now we're going to have little prizes. So just yep. more incentive to go besides the delicious beer and the, the great podcast that you can be a part of. Love it. Love right it. Love it, love it. Uh, Ryan, quick question for you. Y'all ready for bisque? You don't want to answer that one? I got another question for you. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? Like a jizz the cum shot well it's the topic of the day Did there are these fuckers ever drop out of the ceiling and take like a huge messy shit i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking well it's the topic of the day and today it is the fear 
Fear Street trilogy that is currently available on Netflix. It was three films that came out in three consecutive weeks in July. Uh, Fear Street 1994, Fear Street 1978, and Fear Street 1666, based off of the R.L. Stein books. Uh, let me quickly give you this. Uh, 1994, this is in order of the movies that they came out. 1994 was one hour and 45 min minutes. Rotten Tomatoes, 82% critics, 63% audience. 78 was one hour and 51 minutes, 89% critics, 82% audience. And then 1666 was one hour and 52 minutes, 91% by the critics. 79% by the audience. So once again, in order, critics, 82, 89, 91, and audience, 63, 82, 79. Before we get into it, do you agree with that? Yes. I, I um, Because here's what I here's what I assume. Actually, I let me assume, ask you this. Which parts yeah. do you agree with? Because they are slightly different. Do you agree with the critics or the, uh, or the audience? I agree with the critics. Okay. Um, I, and I... I would speak to the audience and saying that maybe the 63% was that they didn't really know what was they were getting into. That's a lot of people. You never go back and fix your review of a movie. Uh, right. Uh, no. Right. So as a whole, I think the audience would be way higher than 63. Yeah. Maybe in the first one, they're like, what the hell is this? I'm not really sure what we're getting into. Like it seems and knowing there are some, listen, there are some not bright people who leave reviews on rotten tomatoes. Yeah. We can even add that to the podcast where we read some of the reviews. Cause then you're like, this is, this is who we're listening to when it comes. Right. To and it's probably someone who didn't know it was a trilogy. Right. Or that it was supposed to be scary or that it was supposed to be whatever. Right. On like whatever. Yeah, it's true. We should add that. We should add like the word when we do, uh, you know, a podcast of like a single movie, we should read some of the worst reviews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Point. Not worst reviews in like the movie was bad, but like the worst audience reviews of the movie. Yeah. Cause there's some that you're like, I don't think you saw the right movie. I don't think you watched the right thing. It's like that in the office when Dwight talks about, he went to go see Grizzly man and then he saw wedding crashers, but he stayed because that's the thing about bear attacks. You never know. Or wasn't it Pam that wanted to rent 28 days later? And she said, no, 28 days with oh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, like 28 days later. <laughs> 28 days later, she kept waiting for Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> really um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 all on board with this. I think it got as you got more of the story, it got better. See, I personally think it got worse. I thought the uh, but like not drastically different, but I, yeah. I ranked them because I've been ranking all the movies I've seen all year. And I thought the first one was better than the second one, which was better than the third one. Again, not a sizable gap between any of them. But again, people who know me probably would have assumed that the 94 movie, which was kind of uh scream inspired. I was going to say you were the biggest fan of nineties slasher movies. Of course you're going to like the first one, but right. that speaks to the format of this because there was something for everybody. That's a hundred percent true. And I kind of thought that the second one would be your favorite just because I know you're a big Friday the 13th fan. And it was, I thought you said it got better in, in order. Well, Gotcha. But as a okay, I got you, you silly goose. No, as a I'm thinking as a whole. You're not got you're not gotching me, you son I, of a bitch. Oh, no, it's gotcha media, right. and I got you. <laughs> what I, as the movies themselves, the second one was my favorite. Yeah, but okay. I figured as it was. a whole, yeah, yeah, like the story gets deeper, and you get yeah. 
it gets better as you go. Like the story right. gets, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And so we'll ping pong between all three of these as we go, but let's go back to our normal format. We'll yes. begin spoiler free. And I'll ask you as a, as a collective, did you like it? Yes. Emphatically. I did too. I did. And I'll tell you, we saw the preview. I forget. And, and it's funny with Netflix. They always put out the preview like a couple weeks before it comes out. You never mm -hmm. get like a huge heads up on it. No, nope. we saw the preview. And I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be. I think some people even sent it to us. I'm like, yeah, this is this is right up my alley. I'm gonna watch the shit out of this. Did you see what Joshua Clark just said in the chat? Yeah, that <laughs> I can't change. Try to get me. Just <laughs> you can't change the rules just because like you don't like how I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah, well, I I can do whatever I want. All right, that's how it works here. It's the adult tour. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, "Fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick." No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not uh, trying to be funny. This is right up my alley. And so obviously R.L. Stein is the guy who wrote Goosebumps, and Goosebumps is more for kids. And even the Fear Street novels are more for like kids and teenagers. This is a hard R. This is a oh, R. Yeah. This is an R rating. This is very R at times. Very R. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it too. I liked it very much. Was it scary? Not really. Uh, I mean, I think we've be maybe if I was a kid, like a little kid, it would have been scary. I think I've seen too many horror movies to know where things are going and when something's eventually going to happen. Yeah, I think like it 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 doesn't pass the could I watch it alone at night in the dragon's lair by myself test, meaning like I could. You could, yeah. Right? Like the super scary movies, I couldn't. Mm -mm. I could watch all of these tonight. Like, I'm home alone tonight. I could watch all... I got the dog here, thank God. But I'm home alone tonight. I could watch them all. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't be like, like, turn a light on or like, look Lock around. Lock the door. Oh. Yeah. Because there are a couple of scary spots, which we can get to in spoilers. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that stuck out to me. But you're right. It, overall, like, no, it's not. It's not The Shining. It's not The Conjuring. It's no, it's like, not. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of. Pet Cemetery really fucked me up when I was a kid. Yeah, it's not the it's not those, yeah. but it's also not without scares. I'm trying to think of like a recent horror movie that I saw that I'm like, there's just nothing. Ah, what the fuck was it? Oh, actually, the you know what it was? It was the most recent conjuring. Like legit. There was nothing, scary nothing scary about that. And like you slept fine and whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this one, like I could see you'd be like, oh god, that one part or because enough of it is creepy, enough of it is shot at night, enough of it, like, there's some shady characters, so... And there's one thing in particular that really troubles me with movies like this. We'll get into it with spoilers. There is but. actually two parts I can think of that are, like, the fuck, and I, that we'll hit on yeah. those spoilers for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and they're probably the same things. Yeah. So, this was another movie that was affected by COVID. Apparently, the first one was actually going to be a theatrical release. Which I think really would have hurt it in how people enjoyed it. I thought this was like the coolest thing ever, and maybe sort of like a a you know a a lucky side effect of having their movie postponed was the three straight weeks thing. You saw it trending on Twitter, and not that that's the be all end all, but you did, you saw a lot of people excited about these movies and talking about them because of the once a week for three straight weeks thing. I thought that was the coolest release format we've seen in a while. I love it. And I think Netflix should really look into doing things like this where it's not a full-blown series, mm -hmm. but something you could do in a longer format, film it all at once, mm -hmm. and then chop it up into three weeks. 
Yeah. You know, where it's three standalone movies. Like I, I'm thinking of um, like the Sherlock uh, series that Benedict Cumberbatch did. Yeah, right. All of they were episodes, but they were like an hour and a half, two hours long. Right, right. You know, I, I really think this could be a home run for Netflix, this type of thing where you have, instead of, um, filming, like think of, we go back to Marvel always, or DC where you watch one part of a movie, then you have to wait two years. Yeah. Like, no, I, I want to wait like a week. Give me a week. It's because I'm still, it's fresh. You know, they've ba- speaking of Marvel, they've basically created a shared universe in a month and they're like, boom, here it is. And they have the, they have the, like the workings of it. And it's, it's true where we kind of advocate towards more of like the eight, six to eight episode series. And so you could either decide, do we want to do an eight episode season and put it all out at once? Or do we want to kind of group these off into movies and do it this way? And what's also kind of interesting, the director of all three of these movies is Lee Janiak. And she is married to uh, one of the Duffer brothers from uh, Stranger Things. Makes sense. What do you think of that? Look at that. Mm-hmm. I but I really what I what drew me to this movie as well is I really like I like the first one. Yep. Um Ryan and my wife and I watched the first one and then we were really excited every Friday yes. to watch the next one. Like it 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 was like okay cool and they remember at the end of it they showed you a little clip of what the next one was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we were super excited and we made it a Friday night thing. Yeah. We're like we're going to put the kids to bed have a drink and watch this, you mm-hmm. know? I love it. I love it so much. And it was cool too, knowing ahead of time what the three movies were. And it wasn't just fear street, one fear street, two fear street, three, but having the years on it. So watching 1994, anytime they referenced something that happened in 78, like I bet we'll get that next week, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, they sort of, they set up this whole thing. And so that part I really liked. Um, again, how would you compare it to other, horror movies it definitely has the modeled after scream modeled after friday the 13th modeled after i'm gonna say it you ready yeah what's the last one it's kind of a cosmic gumbo (laughs) a little bit you know it's a bit of a cosmic gumbo of all the horror movies i like what are we Um, two years old i've seen every cock on the planet what else you got you got anything else we haven't heard yet from season two no, I only put in like six. I, I, the problem is I have so many. I don't want to delete some of these. I got some good ones in here. You do got some good ones in there, but there was also because we're dealing with teenagers. There was a lot of movies that I, I was picking up on, like riffing on certain classic horror movies, like Halloween and yeah, um, like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. But there was also like kind of a weird, especially in the second one, like a weird Goonies vibe to it. Yeah, there was. I think the Camp Five had a little Goonies vibe, like when they were underneath in the crappers. There's that's not a spoiler. They're just no, in a no, location no. that they're looking up, talking to someone like they're in a well, kind of. It's interesting that the dates that they choose to chose to like '94 obviously is before Scream came out, but it's also maybe the best year of of film ever with you know Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption and all on down the line and hip hop, by the way, and hip hop, no doubt, and then. No it, doubt. 78 was the year that Halloween was released, even though it's more of a knock on or more of a riff off of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I also got Stranger Things vibes from the first movie, and not just because Maya Hawk is in it, who's right. in Stranger Things. 
actually there's a girl in Stranger Things that's in the second one too. But Stranger Things meets Scream in the in the first one. And then the last one, well, actually, we'll get into it in spoiler. Um, what would your dork score be if you want to do each individual movie or if you just want to add it up either way? So I think I would go I, I average about a five. Okay. Right? Because I think I go four and a no. Soft five for all three. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go four and a half, and it's they're all because they're all they're all probably right around there. It's probably like five, right. four and a half, soft, like real soft four and a half. It's like all all right in there. But right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go four and a half for me. But I liked it. Again, I think anything over a four, I'm definitely like you, you should watch it. It's worth watching. I'm gonna go yeah. Four. I think this one, if I give it a little bit more space, I might like it a little less. Right. Whereas it's it's not gonna grow yeah. on me. I'm not gonna watch it again. Probably Rewatchability is a little me, but right. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Anything else you want to get to? So again, four and a half for me, five for Davey. Anything you want to get to before we go spoilers here? On no, the let's spoiler? do it. Let's do this. Too much fucking shit on me. I can't breathe. Spoilers. 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 Here come the Spoilers. All right, let's start here. Actually, the uh, couple of things that kind of freaked you out or scared you the most about this uh, are these three movies. One of the things that I found it really troubling, but oddly refreshing, is that whenever you have kids in a horror movie, nine times out of ten they're going to make it. Right. Yeah. This one. Yeah. They did not. They did not. No. Pull pull punches when it came to killing kids in these movies. What I yeah, no, I'm with you on that. They never really like showed it, but heavily uh, implied, especially in the second movie. Well, no, but like Maya Hawk, they showed the whole thing. Maya Hawk was like a was gruesome. No, was I mean, she's gruesome. She's in her twenties. I'm talking about in the oh, second oh. one where they're killing like ten year olds. Oh right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like kid kids. Yeah, yeah. That camp, Camp Nightwing, was not a place you wanted to be. What a terrible name for a camp, too. Camp Nightwing. Nope, not going there. No. Not going there. But what I really liked right out of the shoot about the first one was it was definitely an homage to Scream. Like they literally chased down Maya Hawk the way they chased down Drew Barrymore, and she died the right. same way. But rather than the killer getting away and like taking off, and now it's like, all right, here's a who done it. They fucking shoot the killer in the head right away. It's like five minutes oh. of the movie, killer's dead. And you're like, all right, where are they going from here? And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. We're dealing with Satan. We're dealing with we're dealing with some some outside the box shit right now, which right. I was completely on board for and a little bit different, right? A little bit, you know, deal with the devil type thing, which I am all about. Keith has always had a well-documented love for the occult and the macabre. Now, it's Rich's Witches. It's a fucking witch story, Ryan. The witch, well, the witch movie. Not really. Uh, they want you to think it's a witch movie until the it's end. It's not a witch movie. No, it's not. Well, the first two episodes or first mm -hmm. movies they think that shady side is being uh i don't want to say haunted haunted is not the right word cursed is cursed mm -hmm. by a witch sarah fear sarah fear 
So one of the twists I really liked was that Sarah Fear wasn't a witch at all. I most liked, of, yeah. most of the women, I would not. I'm, I wouldn't say all of them. There's probably one that was an actual witch, but um, most of the women during that time were not. And her witchcraft was just being able to hypnotize the ladies. That sure was. Yes, it was. Sarah, um, which Sarah, Sarah Fear, but yeah. Um, I liked how they tied that those two characters together. I would say one of the weaker points too. I think with Sarah Fear, I, I think they made her a little too sympathetic. I yeah. think that was a little rushed at the end with the sheriff and like his family and all that stuff. It tied together nicely, but they're like, oh yeah, by the way, his family is the one who did it. You know. So that whole thing where all of a sudden uh, the good family again, a little on the nose, a little but on the, the nose, the yeah, good family Fear and good, yeah. When she turns around and she says, "quote." Good is evil. I can't give a I can't give it a five because of that. Can't give it a five. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and like not now, even, not even the actress's fault. Like that's just so poorly written. That's and bad like, writing. But, but again, also, I mean, we already knew it. Like she didn't even have to say that. To like no. she explained it. And we're like, got it, got no, it. We, oh no, we got it. We manipulated the whole thing. Kind of a cool yeah. storyline though that. The, it starts from uh, all the way back to Solomon Good in 1666. Mm -hmm. Makes a deal with the devil. He's the one that brings witchcraft to the town. The town splits into two. He calls out a name, and then that person goes on like a killing spree. So they explain some of it, and then like don't explain some of it, like why they kill, who they kill. Like originally, like is it shady siders? Is it just until they like get their like until they're done killing? Like what? Yeah, the deal. Um. And I thought, okay, so the, the line of that was, and he mentioned something in the second movie too, when he's a teenager saying that he doesn't really want to be a police officer. He doesn't want to do what he's doing. And he also makes a point to tell uh, Ziggy that he won't let her die. And yes. at first you're like, oh, that's just like a dude saying that. Like, ah, oh, he thinks he's tough. He's saying that. But it's like, actually, if he's manipulating all this, like he's not going to let her die. And she didn't die. Right. And he was there, and like he found her at the end, and like she because it looked like she was gonna die. Because that was one where I think some people may have, and I'm not saying I'm I got a big brain on this, but maybe I do. The whole time I thought Ziggy was Ziggy, and they try to like flip it at the end. They're like, Your name's fucking Ziggy. So remember how Ziggy they're like at the end of the first one, they're looking for C Berman. C Berman, yeah. C C Berman. Yes. Like the her real name, and he says something like her real name is Christine. Christine. Because they but, talk about the book, Christine. They both read Stephen King. and But like you're introduced to in the second movie, I thought the girl who played Cindy Berman, yes. I thought was great. I liked her a lot. I thought she was mm -hmm. a great actress and she was like sort of the star of that second one. Yes. But so I think what they wanted you to think was, oh, in the phone book, Cindy Berman, that's C. Berman. So she's the one that survives. But the way Ziggy was younger and also had the relationship with Good, Mm -hmm. I was like that. The, so the girl from Stranger Things, I'm talking. Yes. About, I was like Ziggy's definitely C Berman, and the way they kind of say it at the end, they even like they even speak the like the twists. They even give you like the M night, like Z oh Christine Berman is C Berman. I'm like yeah 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 yeah. We, I know. We I, got I know it from the beginning of the goddamn movie. We got it. We knew. We knew yeah. right away that that's who that was. Yeah. Didn't like didn't ruin it or anything for me, but you could tell you could tell they wanted that to be a twist. And I'm like, not, not really. Okay, cool. I, it's fine. I like but that. That one too is when they come up with the whole like Friday the 13th, like the mother's head thing in Friday the 13th. 
Mm-hmm. Like you have to make Sarah fear whole get the again. Get the hand you have over to get the hand, and yeah, it's not the head; it's a hand, and well, what's all that cool stuff. is like that doesn't completely change everything because Sarah fear is actually not a witch. No, Sarah Sarah not, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with her. Yeah, no, it kind of doesn't. Yeah. yeah, she also kind of like cursed him in a way right. when she went down. But here's my other question, and again, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong; I like I like all the mm-hmm. movies. So. The goods, the good family, yep, makes this deal with the devil. And the devil's like, I'm in on this. You just got to give me a person. And then I'm going to take over that person and kill a bunch of people. Like, I don't know why the devil needs to do this, but whatever. The devil does this. So this way, the goods can do whatever they want, right? Well, they hold like power over the town. So it's like, so one's a sheriff and one's a mayor in like these two little towns. And like, this is like the greatest achievement. Like, so this guy is just killing hundreds of people so so he can be sheriff of shitty side was, was it sunny sunnyvale and shady side or something shady like that side, sunnyvale yeah yeah which what? is a buffy thing isn't that sunnyvale isn't that like where they're oh you better ask your wife i better ask oh, my wife no buffy is in shit because it's buffy summers and she is in. Oh, you know what? No, you know what it is. I, I'm fucking. I'm so dumb. Sunnyvale is the trailer park in Trailer Park Boys. Okay, that's where I heard Sunnyvale before. Got it. Yeah. So what's the school in Buffy? Oh boy, you're gonna put me on the fucking spot. I know she's gonna pop up in the chat right now. Or what do we got here? Oh, Somebody in the chat gotta have the answer to that. Someone's one. gonna have the. That's gonna bother me because it's definitely something like that. Uh, it is. Buffy Buffy Summers. It's in Torrent. Sunnydale. It's Sunnydale. 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 See, I knew it was something like that. You're close. You're real close. close. But Sunnyvale is the trailer park from Trailer Park Boys. All right. Have you ever seen that show? Who is your favorite character? Or characters? (sighs) My favorite character. Or characters. I really think, was it Sadie Sink who played Ziggy? Yeah. I thought yeah, she was excellent. One. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um I, I liked her sister, like I said, even more, Sydney. I also was a big fan of Josh. Speaking of Josh, of the, the brother, the brother. The I thought he brother. was he was awesome. The Konami code. I love yeah. I love the little brother. I liked him a lot. And I actually liked uh Sam. I thought Sam was really good. Was in all three of the movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of there wasn't really any other than good. I thought that guy stunk. No, the he was good, like a the he good, was like a um He's like a BJ Novak you order on Angie's list. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. If not I don't yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah, I didn't like the I didn't like good. I liked uh both Bermans. I even like grown up Ziggy played by uh Jillian Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Jillian Jacobs, whatever. One thing I thought got a raw deal. I want to see more of. Now, we're in the spoiler so I can tell you. So there was at the end someone you see someone's hand grab the book. So where Who do you think grabbed the book, Ryan? I don't know who grabbed the book. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought I was setting you up. I thought you, I thought that's where you're gonna go. No. So my point is, is there was there's probably gonna be more of these because they were so very well received. I want more. Who's the girl from like the 50s with the razor who was singing oh, the song? Who's my favorite character and one that I did find scary, by the way. That's Ruby Lane. Ruby. I wanted more Ruby Lane, and we did, so we got the ones we didn't really get a whole bunch of were the Milkman. Oh, let Ruby. me let me rip through yeah. them for you, and then you yeah. can say how how much you liked or disliked them. So I'm gonna go. I'll so go one to six on each. I'm gonna go most recent to the earliest, meaning okay. like the 1994 killer. Mm-hmm. 
1994 was Ryan Torres, the skull mask killer. Four. Too much, too screamy. Very on the nose. I agree. Very, very screamy. I did like Maya Hawk, by the way. If someone's yes. gonna have like a like an early cameo, I thought she crushed it. I liked her a lot. Did you that. hear, by the way, did you hear Tarantino's pitch with her after he saw her in like Stranger Things and saw her acting? No. He wants to do well, he he's not gonna oh, do oh. it. Oh, yeah. Like she's the Kill Bill sequel. Yep. And she's gonna be grown up BB who gets into trouble and then Uma Thurman has to bail her out. There was also a long time discussion on Oh, why am I blanking on her name? She was in Kill Bill One, the first person that Uma Thurman. Vivica Fox, Vivica Fox, friend Nikki, of Nikki, her daughter Nikki, and so that, yeah, he was going to tie that in with the two daughters. Yeah, that like they it. go after each other. Vivica Fox, friend of the podcast, by the way. Yes. Uh, okay, the Camp Nightwing Killer from 1978. See that to me, that's like a five. That guy's a five. Solid baghead, so it's like yep. Jason, but like old school Jason baghead. That's pretty scary. Guy's big guy, big guy, athletic. Yeah. I'm with you. That's a good one. Let's go. My personal favorite, 1965's Ruby Lane. Ruby Lane, I need more of. Ruby Lane was scary as shit because she would sing that song, and she no. had like the razor, like the cut on her face, and she was holding the razor. She had a big X in her face. She was something about a like a straight razor scares the shit out of me, and something about a very very attractive female in that role kind of singing yeah. a song and they even asked the guy like why would you go up to her and he's like i don't know she's good looking like i went up there so she would sing a song uh you always hurt the one you love haunting <laughs> like honestly one of the scariest parts of the whole movie was was her her sitting in the street like singing that song yeah and if you i i so i watched the i think i watched the so I watched the first one twice, and one of the times I watched it with subtitles on, mm -hmm. and there was a part where that song pops up where I didn't even hear it the first time. Oh, so like I think she's in it more than you even think. Like before, like several minutes before you even see her, like in the background is her singing. You only heard oh, Fox Love. Scary. So that that was my biggest complaint after the first one was that the second movie wasn't 1965. Yeah, and we and we alluded to that when we started talking about it and we're like it should have been 65 because we really wanted more of her. All right, the milkman killer, Harry Rooker. Harry Rooker. 1950 or 53 because as some of the sleuths online pointed out, I guess at one point uh, Josh says it happened in 50, but then on the AOL chat it said 53, but either way Let's say early fifties milkman. Uh again, just kind of a fucked up character uh, with a really mangled face. Who you know, you know. Uh, I, I I would like. I'm going to say a four on this one because it's a little. It feels like, though, to me, one of those classic serial killers from like the seventies, even like, like a Gacy kind of like a clown or something, you know? Yeah. It yeah. Kinda, like a, like a Bundy or even like, if you want to go further, like the BTK or like the, it was the green river, yeah. like that kind of shit. Uh, 1935, the Humpty Dumpty killer. Is that the kid or no, the hump, there's the big, the Humpty Dumpty is like the big guy, right? I think he might be, I know. I don't know. If, I don't even know if we see the him. other two, the other two, we see the, there's like a big guy who doesn't, who shows up at the end in the third movie that might. So the Humpty Dumpty killer is also the one that um, they would find body parts. So clearly he would like destroy people, I guess. And then yeah. I want to put them back together. Classic so movie. again, a two, because like, I didn't really see uh, you Nothing. saw him like once. Yeah. 
All right. This was when I talked about two things being scary. Yeah. It was Ruby Lane and then 1922's Billy Barker. Billy Barker, the little kid with the mask. Yes. Yeah. In the back. Family with a bat just tapping him on the head, like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this kid? And then he's like, he's like, what is he doing with the bat? He's like using it as like he's like smacking it on the ground. Yes. Like that was that mask was fucked too. So fucked. He looked like a little yeah. man, a little buff boy. Goose him a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, that one was fucking scary to me. So that was 1922. What is that like? Uh, he's probably a big Lou Gehrig fan, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Killed his whole family. Just a little bit of a guy. Murdered, oh, shit about, murdered but again, murdered his little brother or murdered his other brother in bed. Serving uh Mike My- Michael Myers vibes. I mean, killing his family and yeah, yeah, wearing yeah. the mask and not talking, like very yeah. Michael Myers. The 1904 The Grifter, which was the one that had almost like the um like the welding mask almost like with the little yeah, okay. Yeah. For him. Uh, and I guess he would like gut girls. Yeah, okay. So he's like the Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Black Dahlia kind of thing. Oh, I think you're right. The Humpty Dumpty Killer might have been the fat guy. Because I think they're saying the grifter, some said, is like a thinner version of the Humpty Dumpty Killer. Yeah. Uh, the Farmer of Death in 1890. This was just like on a note. So I don't know if we really got much more of this. No. This is somebody that this is somebody mentioned. And then, of course, the OG of the whole thing is Pastor Cyrus Miller from 1666. That was, that was fucked. Add that, add that to the list. Eyes with the eyeballs. Well, they fucking teased that in was it seventy eight or no? Maybe it was ninety four. Maybe it was Josh talking on his AOL blast, and he was talking about uh, killing kids and like ripping out their eyes. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, are they going to show that? Are we? Thing they did. <laughs> they did. Another thing you mentioned last week in like a sort of a non spoiler part. I completely agree with you. Sixteen sixty six did a great job of only really being in that time frame for 45 minutes and then pivoting yep. back to 94, which fucking was all you needed. That was That's it. all. And I'm so glad that they didn't make it. It's a whole, because that would have dragged out. It feel even in the 45 minutes, it felt a little long mm-hmm. and I'm so, cause and in the, in the middle of that movie and we, we did it non-spoiler. So there's something happens in the middle of that movie yeah. that makes it all worth it. And they go. So basically halfway through, 1666 they go back to 1994 and yeah. it becomes 1994 part two and i was like yes like yeah. that's perfect like thank you for doing that because i had i needed this to wrap up you know yeah no i did too now speaking of that what do you want to see them do next would you like to, now obviously there's a somebody grabs the book at the end mm-hmm. they kind of kick this all off i like do you want a ruby lane movie still or a milkman movie or a uh, billy barker movie or what i also liked i should have mentioned this was in the second one i was disappointed that there wasn't ruby lane but ruby lane's mom was the nurse at the camp yes so that was fucking cool like so they they did a good job of keeping all like the so together maybe it's her yeah who grabbed the book cuz remember she had the book before and she gave it to ziggy did she not die I don't think she died. Remember, did they talk to her at the end? I feel like they did. Oh, I forgot. I forget. No, they talked to her at the end. Like Ziggy sees her again. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing too is we don't know because they said something about the Good family how it's passed down. We don't know if Sheriff Good has any kids. So now somebody has to like teach his kid how to do all that shit. Well, no, but he's dead, so the curse is lifted. 
Chris, but what if? But what I'm saying is, what if there's another one? They're not all dead. No, no, no. But I think he's dead. He's the one that's currently doing it, and that's why as soon as he died, all of the other characters like just blew up, and they're like, Psh, and they just like disappeared. So what? what I'm saying is, somebody else. It doesn't even have to be good, is what I'm saying. The oh. next person with the book could create the whole thing again. Right, but what I'm saying are the goods might not be gone. So the good family could still be in charge of this whole thing. That's true. And like, what does the mayor know about it? Right. And no. does the mayor have kids? Does right. you know what I mean? So oh, the yeah, good family does. still yeah, the good family yeah. still exists in the town. Yeah, right, 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 right. And they could start losing power because of their deal and want it back. So now they have to get someone else into the fold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't talk! You can't talk! Chunky, the mouth on the... Don't come over by me! Stay over there! Figure out what you do! You had all summer to think Yeah, dump it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the goods. They had all summer to figure it out. They had so all summer to figure it out. You're yep. going to have to fucking figure it out. It's a good point. Man! That is a that is a fear street breakdown for everybody. That was a brisk breakdown too, because we were shooting the shit for a good thirty five minutes. It was a shit shooter for too long, maybe. Yep. No, never. No, never. not too long. Not too long. No. Anything else you want to hit on with this with these three? This collection. Watch it. I want more, yeah. and it's a good. In the absence of Stranger Things, like you said, I mean, there's obviously family ties with that with um the director. but directors and actresses, actors and actresses, um. And even the way it's shot, you know, um, it's a nice holdover until you get your next Stranger Things. Because I wonder, uh, I wonder what you could do, because if they're trying to create like a universe, they already sort of did. But if you have a kid created again, like, or is there still room for some of these old killers to have a movie? I think there is. Like, even though you know that in 2000 and... 21 the good family dies and then like mm-hmm. the curse is lifted basically or not the curse but like whatever the the hold on the town is lifted yeah but still like they did a good enough job giving you enough of those other characters where you kind of want to see them so i would like to see a ruby movie from the perspective of her mother and her mother seeing this stuff happening to her daughter and trying to stop it Oh, remember, she was, has all those notes that she gives to Ziggy. Like she has all of these things that she like has been compiling. Yeah. And she could even like tell the story to like Josh or tell right. the story to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have them or have the stories explained to her, you know, that her daughter is the one who goes insane, her trying to stop her. You know, yeah, like that. And maybe she's the one who gave her the scar. Oh, fuck. Something. Hey, something to think about tonight. Something to think about. Something to think about. Mm hmm. Ah man, good stuff. Pretty good. I'm still hey, going, I'm still going four and a half. Soft but, five for me. Uh, Soft five for you. All right, four seven five aggregate. Do we're the, world, we're world, world building here. I do love a shared universe. Mm-hmm. You know I me. Mean? I love a shared universe, and I also I I I can't stress it enough. I do like a fucking witch story. Yep. Keith has always had a well documented love for the occult and the macabre. Now, it's Rich's Witches. Yeah, you just heard it here first, folks. Do you remember when he went through, it was like a month long, where he came up with like 20 of those for each of us? Yeah, you want to do another one? Yeah, do another one. All right, so let's, let's do one of, let's do one of yours here. 
Uh, let's see how this goes. When a movie meets expectations, the rest is just Davy's gravy. Not even really that sure. that could be taken so out of context. Davy's gravy. We'll get banned from YouTube. We we'll get banned from YouTube for saying Davy's gravy. Oh, I got another follow up question on uh, Fear Street. As you would compare it to maybe ah, laser beam, better than fireballs, you pussy. I don't think it's better than fireballs, you pussy. It might be equal to fireballs. It is similar. It's a similar. It's like there are things fireballs. better. But fireballs are pretty good. Laser beams, it's not laser beams. No. But it could be akin no. to fireballs. Right. Right. Ryan Davies led a long and fulfilling life. And now it's that time of the show where Rich tries to figure out how Ryan's dying. Well, I'll tell you, if that move to Massachusetts didn't kill him, nothing will. Nothing will. And uh, losing a losing some of my av equipment i might have left something at your house that i absolutely need did you maybe all right i'll take a look around though yeah. let's take a look i thought around. i grabbed it but i can't find it and i need it for my other camera and i can't find the goddamn thing all right i'll keep my eyes peeled keep your eyes peeled rich often stumbles into beds of mosquitoes now it's rich's itches What is that song? Uh, that seems like from a porno that that you oh, put maybe. on a projector. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. No more of these. Stop okay. it. <laughs> Get to the next thing, for fuck's sake. <laughs> do we have another thing? We have another thing. We always do end. Speak. That the segment? No. All right, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose to defend the goal at this time? I will receive All right, this week because I'm so excited about these. I have two picks of the pod. One of them is new. The other one is oldish. But two picks of the pod? Two. Two? First one on Netflix, I started watching the new Masters of the Universe. And dare I say it? Yes. Kevin Smith did a nice job. Did he really? He did a nice job Here's with the new He-Man. You're his friend of the friend of the podcast, by the way. You're his biggest critic. I am his biggest critic, and I, I'm here to tell you that if I'm saying Kevin Smith did a nice job with it, it's pretty good. And goddamn it, it's animated. It's He Man. If you guys you know like the nostalgia thing, it's quick. It's six episodes, thirty minutes each. Boom, out the door. Speaking of six episodes, thirty minutes. Boom, out the door. Hundred fifty dollars out the door. Hundred fifty dollars out the door. This there is a complicated. Still nuts. <laughs> still nuts. I would wear, first time I walk into a store, I would wear everything in the store. Yes, I would. <laughs> you they go got a shirt in there. Yes, you do. <laughs> on Amazon Prime Video, there is a series that I saw on, I was in a YouTube spiral and I found this series. It's a BBC series. It's now on Amazon Prime Video. It's from the 2000s-ish. It's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Um, there's a lot of funny people in it. Uh, Steve Merchant's in it. Um, Richard Ayoade, I believe is how you say his name. He's in it. Um, and a guy who you would recognize, but whatever. It's a horror, horror show that this guy made. He's a horror writer, but it's supposed to be terrible. It's like a spoof on all that shit. And he works in like a haunted hospital. It's fucking hysterical. It's on Amazon prime video. It's British. 
If you don't like British humor, you might not like this. Right. Um, but it's six episodes. They only did six episodes, and it's a half hour each. Go watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place on Amazon Prime Video. I love it. I love it. Uh, Ryan, a couple things. I promoted it last week. I'll promote it again because we got something coming hopefully soon at Pint Club Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it is being worked on right now. It'll be more than just pictures of beer. Of course, that's where you can get pictures of beer right now. But we got something cooking there. So Pint Club Show for all the beer fans out there also we mentioned some golf maybe there'll be some mario golf this week but i'm in the mood for some bonus streams this week i was even thinking this and i don't want you to have to commit to anything right now but we are on the drive for 1000 youtube subscribers as yep. of time right now what about a subathon where we just we just let her rip and we just shoot free form it free form it it's a free form it until we get our subs we could play six degrees of any actor. We could play that game. We could just be old school shit shooters. We could just kick it around. I'm thinking maybe Wednesday because Thursday, the Suicide Squad comes out. Seven o'clock HBO Max and in theaters. Uh, that'll be our episode next week, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to watch it twice because it is the yeah. now yeah. DC's best reviewed movie. I can't wait. As it stands right now. I bet it'll be their best movie because right now it's either what? Uh, Birds of Prey or Shazam or the first Wonder Woman. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's going to be the best one. Sorry, DC, DC EU because right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, another, another one's out. Yeah, that was another argument I got into with my nephew. He said DCA has never made any good movies. I go, whoa, contraire, mon frere. And he I goes, will tell you this. He goes, all right, I'll give you the Dark Knight. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, good DC movie. Lego Batman. Yep, Lego Batman's the shit. I like it. Oh, and you know what else I watched that was actually really good on oh. HBO Max? If you guys have HBO Max, um, John Constantine in City in the City of Demons. Yes, that is good. I see very that. good. Yeah, yeah. I said I seen that. Yeah, uh -huh. I saw that. I finally watched it. It was very, very good. Very, very. He good. liked demons and a lot of gore. A lot of gore. A lot of gore. Gory, gory, gore. Mm hmm. Oh fuck! I forgot to play. I should have lied. <laughs> I should have said I couldn't pay! But I said I wasn't gonna! Last week, I saw a film. As I recall, it was a horror film. I was oh, supposed you to forgot. say that at the fucking beginning. I fucking should have lied! I love how you can yell in the house now because there's no one oh, else in the house. Oh, it's here. I can scream. That's why I think we're going to do a subathon tomorrow. Just fucking I hate that game. You know no. that. You know I hate that game. Actually, <laughs> I don't really hate that game. I don't I, hate that game. I actually don't hate that game. <laughs> he's a genius at having fun i truly believe that i'm not paying i'm not fucking paying it i'm not fucking paying it hey you still going out with that bad guy got the bad guy <laughs> that's a bad guy <laughs> you gotta dump him girl what was that all right anything else so we'll tweet so at dork podcast on twitter and on instagram if we do any bonus streams we'll let you know on there and sub or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do that anyway. That's the whole fucking point of this. Uh, YouTube.com slash dork podcast. Subscribe there. You'll get an email when we go live. So even if you're not on Twitter or maybe you just think it's a cesspool and you're correct and you don't want to be on Twitter, I get it. But we're on YouTube. We're streaming on Monday nights. We might do just a few uh, bonus streams in there as well. And don't forget to email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Any of your submissions for the should I have bought this which again, you can if you can't make it to the live show, we could probably we're still going to use some of the ones that get sent into us. Again, the live show is August fifteenth 
at Idle Hands, 3 p.m. start, us and Mac and Goo. I have one more thing before we sign off, and I, it's a request for the soundboard. When we do the Should I Have Bought This and we mention our friends at 47 Brand, I demand that you add to the soundboard. I'm not taking the hat off. I don't care what happens to me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I've never fought for anything in my life. Um, I'm not taking the hat. I'm not supposed to get grease on this hat. <laughs> Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? No. Okay. Okay. All right, Ryan, that'll, I think that'll do it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, what do they say about wombats? Square craps. What are we, 10 years old? I've seen every cock on the planet.